0: He's Howard Ibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on The Creative Brief.
1: And he's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with 27 years of experience. Together, Henry and I are the Brief Brothers. We love talking about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. And ladies and gentlemen, Henry is fresh off a wonderful vacation to Portugal. So maybe he'll tell us some stories. Well, Henry, we're back with another episode. And today we're going to revisit uh, a couple of friends of ours peter paul von wheeler and matt davies they are the co-founders of an amazing service called betterbriefs.com it's a website but they also do training in writing better briefs from the marketers perspective so it's something that they and i share in common we had them as guests well actually it's been quite a while ago when they did a global survey asking questions about the quality of briefs that marketers present to the agencies among those in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the United States, and the United Kingdom, and it's no was no great surprise to you or I or many of us in the in the ad industry of this yawning gap between how marketers perceive the quality of their briefs and how agencies <laughs> don't quite see it that way. Um, to say the least. To say the least. Well, we had Peter Paul and 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 uh, Matt on the show. We had a great discussion. They've gone to do some wonderful things, and now they have teamed up with IPA, the Institute for Practitioners of Advertising in the UK, and a wonderful cartoonist who is so perceptive in our industry, Tom Fishburne, the marketoonist, someone that we both admire. Uh, And by the way, just as a refresher, I have licensed a couple of his cartoons for my books. So that's how much I think if I'm willing to pay him to have some of his cartoons in my books, and maybe we can get him on the show. That so, would be
0: great. That would it, be fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so Tom, if you're listening, uh, I'm going to be reaching out to you. But anyway, Peter, Paul, and Matt they, they collaborated with this these, with these fine person in Tom Fishburne and this amazing organization, the oldest uh, advertising organization on the planet, as I understand. They've been around for over 100 years, to put together a compendium of cartoons that support and reinforce the ideas and findings of their survey from a couple of years ago. And you know, you and I were talking about this fine report, and we're going to include a link uh, on this episode so viewers can go onto the betterbriefs.com website and download this important document themselves. We we don't want to show there are about five or six cartoons in the compendium, and we're not going to give away your thunder, Matt and Peter Paul. But we're going to take one slide, which we thought was really uh, interesting. And it covered a topic that we don't talk about as much as we probably could. Um, it's on reviewing, but let's just show, this is the cover. This is the opening cover of the compendium, the issues with briefs and how to make them better. And as I said, there were about 19, uh, there are about six uh, cartoons. We're just going to look at one of them. This one is... Is page 19. Yes. Yeah, page 19. Six. There are six cartoons. This is one on page nineteen. Uh, and as you can see, it's pretty self-explanatory. You have three judges reviewing some pieces of work, and they each have a different manner style approach to to reviewing the work. And the reviewee is saying, Well, maybe we need to be a little clearer on your evaluation criteria. And then, of course, they cite Peter Paul and Matt cite. Uh, the findings of their survey, which says 68% of marketers and 88% of agencies aren't clear on how creative work will be evaluated. And I think this is a great opportunity, Henry, for you and I to have a discussion because as much as we love talking about how do you write a great brief, how do you evaluate a great brief, when do you know you've written a great brief, it's just as important, maybe equally important, maybe more important to know, okay, you've got the work in front of you based on this brief, now how do we judge it? And this, I think, Tom has done an amazingly good job of summarizing the challenge. What is the criteria? Um, I have actually done an entire workshop on how to evaluate creative, and you know, I'll I'll give you a little rundown on that in a moment. But Henry, I need to take a break here. I've been talking way too much, and I want to give you some an opportunity to get your thoughts on Tom's translation of this finding in in the uh, survey.
0: Yeah, I. So as a long-time strategist, uh, a presenter in many, 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 many creative presentations, I can uh, attest to the fact that um, most client organizations don't have a uniform method for evaluating creative. Um, And if they do, they don't make a habit of communicating that method to the clients, I mean, to the agencies, the agencies just kind of got to figure it out over time. Um, I think, honestly, this is one of the weakest links in the creative process, in a process that has a lot of weak links, let's face it. Um, <laughs> right. uh, and that is because it can be so subjective. Um, you know, one piece of creative might tickle one person's funny bone. Uh, and not the others. And you could see that here in the cartoon the cartoon's really illustrating two things, right? The three people saw the same work and they have not only three different methods for evaluating the work, but one of them has 9.8 presumably out of 10, which would be a great score. The other one has two and a half stars out of five, which is presumably a mediocre score. and the other guy's got like an angry face, which presumably is a bad score. So not only do they not agree on how to evaluate the work, they saw the work differently in terms of its quality or ability to solve the creative challenge. So um, it definitely brings to light an issue that we have. I wrote a piece on LinkedIn a while back about take like out of your vocabulary Mm. and it was for marketers about um, evaluating creative work. The first thing we one of the first things we look at when we write a brief is the target audience, what you like and what you don't like. Doesn't mean squat, right? Like it's what is the target audience going to respond to this in the way we want them to respond? What's your best guess about that? Um, I think is should be based on what we know about that target audience, based on what we know about the marketing challenge, the the advertising challenge. those are the questions we need to be asked. Like is a subjective thing. I like this, I don't like that. I get it. it's it's a shorthand for saying I prefer this idea over that idea, or but it I think it's a good exercise to say, look, I'm gonna try not to say like and think about how hard it would be to look at three different ideas and not say, I like number two better, or I like number three better. Um instead saying, I think number three is the most compelling to the target audience or number three is the most provocative or number three is the most likely to solve the challenge that you guys have identified and that we agree with. So, um, you know, another issue and it's not really addressed in this cartoon is who is evaluating the creative. And when you and mm-hmm. I have talked about, Ultimate decision-makers not being at the table, not not being part of the brief process, which is a big no-no, and then not being at the table the day of the creative presentation. They kind of – one of these three people is tasked with sending it via email to the ultimate decision-maker where there's no dog and pony show, where there's no setup, there's no – and not surprisingly – a lot of work gets rejected after being initially approved by this panel of geniuses here that we see in the
1: cartoon. So, and go ahead. I was just going to say, there was something else that you mentioned in a previous conversation and we haven't had too many that I actually used in a training. You said juniors should be seen and not heard because their senior, the senior or the most senior person in the room needs to make absolutely clear what the objective is they need to set the tone for what kind of creative they're looking for, how to fulfill the brand promise. Those kind of criteria. Well, I used that in a training and a workshop for a, for an ANA member and what did I get in trouble when I said that? Oh. They were they were pissed at me because they made a point of saying, "Oh, oh, oh, we want to give juniors every opportunity that we can to have a say on what the creative is." And I said, "I think that's a wonderful idea, but not first. Let the, let the seniors set the tone, so the juniors know what it, know what it is that they're supposed to be commenting on. I still caught hell for that. My well, bosses did. The, my bosses didn't didn't like that. It's like they didn't well, like me at I, all. I mean,
0: you know what? Next time, offer it up not as your opinion, but as a opinion
1: of a third year opinion? strategist. My, you my, know, my my podcast co host Henry. It's his idea. Don't blame for, me for,
0: for for whatever it's worth. Senior <laughs> agency people. <laughs> want to get feedback from the decision maker yeah. um they don't want it to be prejudiced by a neophyte who um you know frankly doesn't have the experience or the training yet to make those decisions if you want to you know what you go to surgery and there's a resident there who's just fresh out of medical school and then there's a chief resident meaning the chief of all who trains all of the residents who do you want Cutting you, you don't want the the guy who just graduated. You, he's there to watch, observe, and learn, and in a limited capacity, be allowed to participate. But the patient ultimately is the responsibility of the chief resident.
1: Yeah, no, the, I, I or, agree or with the,
0: you, or the senior surgeon. And I think that that it betrays the lack of seriousness with which uh, some clients take this this task, which is evaluating creative work. That needless to say, they're spending millions of dollars on retainers for agencies. The time is valuable. And then you come back and you have what, and this goes back to our first episode with Vivek uh, Kuchibotla, um, our first guest, actually, not our first episode. Um, And he talks about Juniorcito and Juniorcita, which is Spanish yeah. kind of slang for little junior uh, uh, female and little junior male. Um, and it's it's not appropriate I, I don't think to let them and typically what you find is to say well we'll let them speak first and then i'm going to weigh in and give my but i think it should be the other way around the big boss should say this is why the idea works not why it doesn't work now i've seen some clients it's interesting um one client i'll, I'll betray the confidence it's been many years at McDonald's we used to have to leave the room the agency would leave the room like a jury like and we'd leave them to deliberate like a jury and they would hash it out among them and then one of them was designated to give the collective feedback to the agency and that worked pretty well because it wasn't this they're on the spot like negotiating their thoughts and feelings and their initial reactions like you might have an initial reaction to something and then somebody might convince you of something different. And that's a lot more likely to happen if you don't have all these outside observers in the room. So I think there's a lot that can be done to improve creative evaluation, basically.
1: And I I, I agree 100%. And one of the things that I recommend, you and I have talked about this, I think, before, is the creative brief becomes, in my opinion, the the best or certainly one of the better marketing or uh, measuring sticks. If both the marketers and the agency have the brief and can refer to the brief, then you can remove at least some of the subjectivity because you can say, well, the brief asks us to do X. Can we evaluate this creative based on whether or not the creative answered or addressed or responds to the brief? Now, if if the brief isn't part of the, you know, isn't part of the process, that becomes harder. But I still maintain that when you have that document uh, right in the room or at least key elements of the document, the single minor proposition, the, the, the insight, the objective, the target audience, maybe those four elements, you know, who, what they are and who they are, that goes a long way toward at least establishing something to measure the, the creative work against.
0: In an effort to extend a simple conversation into a long dialogue, um, <laughs> um I, I, I agree, I, The thought that sparked at me is it's a very revealing moment, by the way, when you say to the client, this is on brief, and you can show that it's on brief. And they're still rejecting it in a way that says, yeah, but that was then, this is now kind of thing. Right way. And, you know, one of the the things. That's revealing of a bad client. Um, well, and- it's also
1: it also reflects one of the other uh, findings in the survey uh, that didn't get translated into a slide by Tom Fishburn, but is part of the survey. So, if you you ladies and gentlemen watching, go to BetterBriefs.com and download that m- quite forty-five page uh, slide presentation on the survey. One of those slides says nine out of ten marketers admitted that they rebriefed, they changed the brief after the creatives have been briefed in. And whenever I do training, I show that slide in my training. And when I show that slide, I can tell you, almost everyone in the room who's a marketer nods their head and said, yeah, yeah, I can't We're guilty, guilty as charged. They changed yeah. the brief. Yeah. So it and, is and, something and, that's and, hard, hard and, to, hard to maintain. If you're going to, the criteria changes, the target moves.
0: If you're in a creative presentation and they say that was then, and this is now in you're some in sort of way, that's a bad client. Um, yeah. Recently on Facebook, uh, the uh Pollard. What's uh What's his first name? Mark, I Paul, Mark, Mark Pollard. Pollard. He's got a group called Sweathead on Facebook. Yep. It's a group of planners. And somebody asked a question about evaluating clients, and I gave my simple like I have an X Y axis, and on one axis is nice and not nice, and on the other axis is smart and not smart. And you want clients that are nice and smart, right? Most clients fit into the either they're very nice, but they're not too smart, or they're smart, and they're not too nice. And then some are the worst, right? They're not nice, and they're not smart, right? And so this kind of capricious and arbitrary moving of the goalposts um, is a not smart thing. And if it's paired with a bad attitude about it, that's a client that needs to be fired, no matter how much money they're paying you, by the way, because eventually it'll just it'll destroy your agency. Um, so, how that how the client treats the agency at a creative presentation is also indicative of you know the their quality as a client.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. And you when when you tell me stuff like that. Uh, Henry, and we have discussions like this is just another reminder of why I'm glad I'm teaching and not practicing <laughs> anymore, because yeah. it reminds me of some of the the headaches, the major yeah. headaches of working with clients that are just I've difficult.
0: Been, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of nice clients. Some mm-hmm. of those clients were really smart. Um, what I said in the comment in the in the Facebook discussion was, you know what, you can accept douchebaggery from a client if they're smart. Um yeah. But you can't you can't accept it if if they're not smart.
1: Yeah. Well, to our friends, Peter Paul von Wheeler and Matt Davies, good on you for continuing the conversation and, and roping in uh, two outstanding icons in our industry, the IPA and Tom Fishburne presenting these cartoons. It's great. And it gave Henry and I a chance to have another great conversation about your work. So good stuff, Henry. Good stuff, Howard. He's Henry Gomez. And he's Howard Eibach. And together, we're the Brief
0: Brothers. Till next time. Bye-bye. And obrigado.